Hello, and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast. My name is Dan O'Rourke, and today I find myself alone in studio here in Halifax, Canada. Our team has returned from London, and we had such an amazing experience and met so many incredible people there. In fact, we had our Divine Renovation Day, which was sold out. We had 800 tickets. It was a sold-out day in London, and the content for that day will be available from the Divine Renovation Association. So if you're a member of the DRA, you'll be able to check out that content in the coming weeks as our production team assembles it. But we wanted to, we wanted to share a little bit of it with you. So we've, we've taken a small segment of what happened in London, and we're sharing it today as today's podcast. So please enjoy. This is just one parish, and I know that there are countless others um, around the UK and around um, Europe and America, around the world. And we're now going to hear from three different priests, um, one from the UK, one from France, and one from America, um, about the impact that, that Divine Renovation is already making on themselves in, in, their own, in their own context. So I'd like you to welcome Father Julian, and Father Uga, and Father Peter. Do you want to sit there, Father? Can you sit there? Great. So we'll start with Father Julian. Father Julian, tell us... Um, it's on. <laughs> Father Julian, tell us where you're from and a little bit about your parish. A long way from here. <laughs> Not just geographically, but culturally. A million miles away. I come from Stoke-on-Trent which is, for those of you who don't have a grasp of England beyond Watford, is between <laughs> Birmingham and Manchester. But it isn't that, you know, it's not that prominent between Birmingham and Manchester because the train from Birmingham to Manchester doesn't even go through it. So uh, it's, a, it's a city of about a quarter of a million people. And I'm on the very northern tip. I have four churches. Uh, unfortunately, not yet one parish, but we'll go down that canonical route. But um, we have four churches, three and a half parishes. Don't ask me about the half. It's, a, it's an anomaly. But we have four, we have four, four um, communities of people in the old mining towns and villages and pottery villages of the northern part of Stoke-on-Trent and the country area between there and Cheshire. So there wow. you go. That locates. So four churches. That's a big... That's a big task. What, um, what impact has Divine Renovation made on, on you so far? And what have, you, what have you been doing in your parish? Okay, so I read Divine Renovation because Father Stephen Langridge told oh. me to. He's, he's got a link. lot of responsibility here. Um, and it, it immediately fired my heart and my mind because here was what I had been thinking for a long time what I've been looking for in terms of a structure and it was it wasn't dressed up in odd phrases and, and catchphrases and jargon like because there's so many of these things that are around you know change your parish take on the jargon it was actually a parish priest a pastor who had done it and that made the difference having read that this actually happens in a parish that's what made the difference and so it, it fired up my imagination and my heart and I immediately wanted to share it with my parishioners I'd already been in the parish for four years tried lots of different things nothing seemed to work and so I got together some reading groups just to read the book together because I thought the way in which I'm going to read it is actually it is the way in which they can read it they can actually find something of the vision here themselves 
And that fired the imaginations of so many of them that we, we decided we're going to put on Alpha. We decided we'd prepare and get ready and train. But then suddenly, God started sending people along, people who were looking for exactly that. And so we brought forward the date and decided, right, well, we'll do it with a little less preparation. Uh, and uh, we, we, we did have a training session. We had about 20 people turn up for the training session, for leadership and for, for helpers, and, it, and we just put it on. And, and our first alpha, we had 50 people coming along every Saturday morning. Breakfast alpha is a great alpha, by the way. I'll just tell okay. you that. Amazing. As long what? as it's a proper breakfast, of course. <laughs> and no, what changes... No the, muesli. What changes... The, what? <laughs> Sounds good. You're going to have more people coming to your alpha now. Yeah. Um, what, what changes have you seen in people in your parish? Uh, the, there have been amazing changes. I'll just describe, because we have, a, we have a, a leadership team in the parish now, and uh, there are six of us who gather together every two weeks. And in that group, the, what amazed me, first of all, is that we have, we have three men in that group, apart from myself, which I never imagined we would have. But also, the three women who are there are people who, in my earlier years in the parish, I just completely discounted as being people who were utterly, I don't want to say it too bluntly, but useless, not people who I was ever going to deal with. <laughs> and, and I analysed that and thought, actually, it's my problem, because they are completely differently gifted people. They have different gifts, they have different strengths. And the way they speak, used to annoy me intensely, but... <laughs> Still, still sometimes does. But they came on board with Alpha and going through Alpha, they were just so switched on and transformed. And suddenly I started actually, rather than uh, discounting them, uh, what happened through Alpha was that a couple of them ended up in roles of leadership. Just because the people I'd chosen as leaders dropped out and didn't turn up one week, they ended up moving into a leadership position in a group and just looking forward now a year that they are people who are now on the leadership team in the parish. And amazing insights, amazing wealth of things. And because they have completely different gifts from th than I have, now they've managed to get that confidence that they can actually tell me what they think and what, what, what we should do. And when I make a stupid suggestion, they'll tell me so. And when I don't know how to do something, they'll have the idea. And it's, it, is a, it, is a, it is a leadership team which is... It is not the one that I would have created based upon my preferences. And it's just to, to see how God has gifted people and how he enables them and, 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 and allows them to come on board with something like this because they've got the vision. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Father Julian. Father Uga, you from um, Leon, is that yes. right? And you've been here for leadership conference. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Um, and you were, you were at the, you were at DR16 two years ago. So DR16 is the, yes. the conference in Halifax at Saint Benedict's. Um, tell us about that and the impact that that had on you. So I'm French. <laughs> My English. My English is not very good, so I beg your pardon if it's, it's slow. Um, so I went to Halifax, yes, in June 16, 
And um, I already went to a um, leadership conference in London in 15, I think. And uh, I was amazed by what I saw in London. All the music, the, the preachings, the interviews, everything was great, but I am a Catholic. And <laughs> sometimes uh, I was waiting for, you know, silence, for liturgy. And when I went in Halifax, the first thing we did, it was celebrating Mass with a bishop. And um, I felt I am, at, I am at home. And what I saw after, what I um, heard in the, in the teaching, it was new. It was great and new and amazing. But we were at home. And uh, as the Father said, uh, it is very important for us to, to see that it's real in a parish. It's real in a Catholic parish with sacraments, with liturgy, with, with all, uh, all these kind of things who are very, which are very important, but also sometimes which are a bit difficult to, to deal with. So. So how has that changed how you've done things in your parish? In my parish. Then? So um, I'm very lucky, very lucky because I have a very beautiful church uh, downtown in Lyon. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge church with maybe uh, 800 uh, seating. And sometimes we can uh, sit with 1,000 people. It's not, the church is very large. And um, I had uh, plenty, plenty courses, plenty animation, plenty... Plenty of activities. Activities. Yeah. And we had already Alpha course. And Alpha course was, you know, uh, among all these activities and one of these activities. So when I came back from Halifax, from uh, DF 5016, I, I remember I kept with me that Alpha must be in the center, the heart of the parish. So I decided to invite all my parishioners to, to follow, to, to do Alpha course. So every Sunday I say, if you have not uh, already uh, done Alpha, please, uh, next, next Alpha course, please uh, do it. And, um, and a lot of parishioners did Alpha, and uh, they transform the, the Mass Sunday morning and Sunday evening. We have two Masses, and it's transformed our two Masses because Alpha gave us um, a deep sense of welcoming people. So when they have done Alpha, they, they think about the people beside us, mm. beside them. So they went, uh, and, and I kept also one thing very important for me, 
uh, I saw in Halifax. It is, you know, at the beginning of the mass when the when the the priest say, "Okay, you can turn to uh, another your, your neighbor and uh, ask him uh, an intention." Uh, yeah, prayer partners. Yeah, asking people to share prayers. To with, share, yeah, yes. Yeah. And it is very very um, efficient mm -hmm. in our parish. Very very strong. Fantastic. Yes. What other change have you seen in people in your parish? Um, um, we did a, um, a very important experience this year. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's still it's still coming. It's still uh, pro progress in progress. It's still in progress. Uh, last year, we we made um, we did a, a campaign for land time. Uh, with um, the book of uh, Rick Warren, uh, Purpose Driven Warren. Life. Yeah, yes. Purpose Driven Life. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I am a fan of Farzamalan, but also I am a fan also of Rick Warren. Because yeah. And uh, we, we used this book, Purpose Driven Life, during six weeks, not last year, because Rick Warren said that it is very important during campaigns that everybody in the parish and the church do the same, the same thing. And my parish is very divided between different, you know, culture, communities, etc., etc. So everybody did this campaign. And at the beginning of this year, uh, in September, I, I think myself that it was, I would like to do again this year, in 18, 2018, another uh, campaign. But an recurrent say that a campaign offer you to invite people around you who are not in the church. Yeah. And so it's okay, but what can I propose as a um, content? Uh, what, it's very difficult when you invite people who are not in the faith. Uh, okay, what, what, uh, what's the teaching? What, uh, and, I, and I think that we have Alpha. Mm. So we um, propose Alpha during Lent, and we made, we are making, right now, a campaign of 10 weeks, not six, but 10 weeks at home. So people of the parish did, uh, I use the, the, the already small group, existing small groups, but new small groups were organized by parishioners, and they, uh, they do Alpha at home in wow. the living room. And in France, what is very uh, surprising that it is English people who learn us, French people, that the dinner is very important. <laughs> and, and, so, and so in the living room of the, my, my, my parishioners, they, they meet 10, maybe 12, maybe 15 people. Uh, and they, they, they take dinner together, and after they met at home. And it's amazing, because my parishioner see people in their living room who are encountering, encountering Jesus. Encountering, yeah. yeah. So they are witness in their living room, people who go, who go to face. That's amazing. Yes. 
It sounds like an amazing way to use Alpha and it's so exciting to hear what's happening in, in Leon. Um, our final priest that we have here, Father Peter. Um, Father Peter is from a, quite a different context. You're from the Archdiocese of Chicago. You're the pastoral leader and director, I think, in the Archdiocese of, of Chicago. And um, the Archdiocese is, is suffering steep decline like many big archdioceses around the world. And you've seen divine renovation as something, as a solution to that decline, not just for one parish, but for a whole diocese. Can you explain a little bit about what you're envisaging for that, for that diocese? Sure. Well, first, thank you for sharing. Boy, those are powerful, those stories of parishes, right? I mean, those are just, you know, that's why we are doing it, right? As, as you hear firsthand how the Spirit of God is already working in, in so many communities. You know, I, I got the book first from, from a friend of mine. His uh, uh, name is Father Tom Rosica, and he runs the Catholic TV in Canada. And I was flying from Canadian uh, Thanksgiving, which I've learned wasn't a big deal in Canada as it is in the U.S. I was a little bit disappointed, although there was turkey, thank God. <laughs> and um, and um, as I got the book, I was reading the book on the plane, and um, the flight from Toronto to Chicago is not really that long, and so I... Um, I didn't have enough time on the plane to finish the book, so I sat at the airport finishing out the book. And I finished it, and I said, listen, you have to be dead not to be excited about this stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, really. So, so I, I'm very much alive, so I was very much excited. And, and with, with our pastoral team, we started um, really looking into it. And, and Cardinal Supic, since he came three years ago to our archdiocese, he started this process of, of renewal called Renew My Church. And it's not an easy process, right? Because it looks at the structures, 360 parishes serving nearly 2.5 million Catholics, and saying, well, how those structures that we have uh, that we develop over the last 175 years could be changed in order to really carry the ministry that we really need in our parishes. So, so the first thing, the first look is, well, how the structure needs to actually support the renewal of this church. And secondly is, well, how this will renewal will actually happen practically, right, in the archdiocese. And so that's where we look into, you know, Father James and divine renovation because you listen to those stories, right? Our COO, Betsy Bolan, is with me and Marco, and, and they work very very hard on, on, on trying to put the proper structures for us not to make too many mistakes. At the same time as we are on the calls with so many parishes working with divine renovation, it's quite amazing the stories that we hear. I, we, we visited Father James Parish on, on, on Sunday, and, and I was just amazed because when you visit any parish in Chicago, and there are great parishes, but when you ask people about their parish, they will tell you all about ministry they belong to right? And they will never mention Jesus. And when you went to Father James Parish, everybody talked about Jesus. They didn't mention one ministry. I left that parish after three hours, and I have no clue what ministries he has, because nobody told me about it. But they told me all about how Jesus touched their hearts. Well, that's what we want our parishes to be. Amazing. Right? That's so exciting. Really? So parish. Can you share a bit more of the plan? Like you're having some parishes who are going to, that are going to be coached 
by, uh, within the Divine Renovation Network? Sure. So, 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 so the way in which we do it, again, we, because we are so large, right? We, we took a very different route than a lot of dioceses in the U.S. around the world. And, and our route, really, we spent two years really praying and, and working on this renewal structure that, that we built. And, and the whole process is divided into five different stages. You can actually see our ARCH website and see how we think about it and how we plan it. But, but as we planned it, it developed, right? And, and so the first four stages of your parish work really is looking at your structure and what will help you in the future to really attract people and be strong um, and support the vitality that you need to have in a parish. But this last step, the, 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 we call it phase five, which is building new reality, is really a phase where we ask parishes, pastors, the parish leaders to step back and say, well, look at your parish. And, and as you are grateful for whatever is going on in that parish, how can you move it to the next level, right? And that's where I, I think divine renovation um, and Alpha fits in, right? So, so our idea is that um, our 365 parishes are divided over the next five years. They will be walking through this process of renewal. Our first group is starting in October. Father James will be with us for three days with his team trying all our priests and our parish leaders to enter into this process of renewal. And then the third day we'll spend some time with 16 parishes which will start this intentional journey with divine renovation over the next, you know, God's willing number of years of this very intentional renewal, right? Amazing. Um, what I love about, about what you're doing is that so many dioceses around the world are restructuring, but you're really focusing on the renewal of that restructure. So it's not just reorganization. It's actually, you know, how can we change things so that the same thing doesn't happen again, that there's more decline. Um, and I think that's so inspiring um, to hear about that. 